Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. We're going to be looking at the temptation of Jesus Christ when the scripture said he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. There are many of you listening to me right now that are going through opportunities where the enemy is trying to get you to turn your back on God, do something sinful, or to disappoint God in some way. I want you to listen to these messages so you can know how to respond when that thief comes who wants to kill, steal, and destroy your walk with the Lord. Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. This message is designed for those who are right in the middle of a spiritual battle. I want you to know that God is on your side and he will help you to be victorious. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. Jesus answered him, however, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now notice he said, man doesn't live. So Jesus is appealing to his own humanality and said, man, my, that's me. I'm not talking about myself and my deity in my, in my divine form, but my physical form. I'm not going to live. The Bible says man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. What was the point here that the enemy was trying to make. He wasn't just trying to have Jesus to show off. He was trying to have Jesus to do something that wasn't God's will for him to do at the moment. Satan assumed that if he was the son of God, he could be persuaded to act independently of his father. If you are the son of God, you can do what you want to do. Notice when he came to Eve, the reason the Lord doesn't want you to eat of this tree is he doesn't want you to act independently. That's what he told Eve. God just don't want you to make up your own mind. He knows that once you eat of this fruit, you're going to have an ability. Your eyes will be open and you'll be able to see how to do your own thing. We've been doing our own thing ever since. That's the first thing in our lives. What we tell everybody, this is my life and I do what? I do with it what I want to do with it. You can't tell me how to run my life. I need to act independently of you. And then, so Satan was trying to get Jesus to act independently of God and say, if you're the son, you ought to be able to do what you want to do. And that's what he tells you in your life. I don't know why the pastor is trying to tell you what to do. He's a man just like I am. I can make up my own mind. Isn't that what somebody said? You ever heard them say that about their pastor? They don't say it here. But he doesn't know everything. He shouldn't try to run my life and tell me how to live. I got sense enough. The Lord gave me some sense. I got sense enough to figure it out for myself what I need to do. Now, that might be good enough for him, but that's not me. I, I used to sit in the audience. Yeah, I heard him, but I don't, I don't, I don't hold to that. I don't believe that. I, I, yeah, I heard what he said, but no, that, that's not for me. Jesus said, if it's in the word, it's for me. Notice he went right to the word of God. He didn't go to what he heard John the Baptist said. He said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And he said, and that includes me. Yeah, I could turn him to bread, but I'm not going to do it because I know you and you're trying to entice me to do something that God hadn't told me to do. To submit to Satan's suggestion and to satisfy his hunger would have been contrary to God's will at the moment. So Jesus said, no, no, no. I need to live on what God says, not on what somebody else tries to influence me, even though I'm hungry at the moment. 
Even though it sounds like it might be a good deal, it might be a good thing, because everything that looks good is not good when the devil brings it to you. You know what? When you see the devil, whatever package he's bringing to you, you know it's not good. It can be wrapped up good, it can be looking good, and it can even have scripture on it. Because that's what happens in the next one. The second test, Satan says, oh, you want to go to the word of God? I know the word of God. Let's talk. Look at what he said. The second test was to appeal to his personal gain in popularity. Verse 5, then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And then he said, verse 6, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. You want to talk about what's written? For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, for they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Satan said, I know the scripture. Don't you know the devil know more scripture than you probably? Because he's been around it for all his life, for generations. Some of us don't crack the Bible until we get scared. The only time you read it is when you're following it on the screen. You fold it up when you leave here, pick it up next Sunday morning. And you think you're a match for the devil with the word of God? Jesus knew because he said, I am the word. He knew the word. And the enemy quoted the word of God. He says, now you can throw yourself down because it's written that if you throw yourself down, the angel's going to catch you, going to bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said, you know what? You left something out. Yeah, you're quoting some of the word. So he's going to come and he's going to quote some of the word to you. And you know what the word he quote uh, more often the believers? Oh, the spirit is willing. But what? See, y'all know that one because he's been talking to you about it. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, you know I'm trying. But the Bible said the spirit is willing, but you know the flesh is weak. He'd never, he never tell you about the one where it said crucify the flesh, mortify the deeds of the flesh, kill it. He don't tell you that one. He tell you the flesh is weak. So therefore, go on and do it. He also tell you about 1 John 1 and 9. If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Just confess it and he'll clean it. But he don't tell you about the one that say, beloved, I would that you sin not. So he'll talk to you. He'll help you with the scriptures. So you better know them if you're going to win this battle. If you're going to keep being defeated year in, year out, month in, month out, week in, week out, day in, day out, you're going to have to do something different. Throw yourself down, Jesus. He said he's going to give his angels charge over you. So this test built on the first test. If you are the son of God. No, he came back to him again. He's trying to challenge him. If you're the son of God, like Jesus didn't know who he was. He said, yes, I'm the son of God. I don't have to prove it to you. He said, if you're the son of God, why don't you just make a spectacular entrance? Why don't you just make a big deal? Make a big show. Go up on the highest point of the city and just throw yourself down. Say, everybody, look at me. I'm flying like an eagle. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. Look at me. It's a big grand interest for the Son of God. You know, the, one of the, the, the strategies of the enemy, especially through ministers and preachers, is to get us to try to be a big, public, spectacular something. Sometimes I go to conferences. Most of the preachers want to be a big, spectacular something. They want to see what kind of suit you got on and what kind of shoes. They want to dress to the nines. Just break the pole church so he can get him a nice 
Hummer or something or, or some kind of car to ride in so that everybody think he's something. Throw yourself off. We'll catch you. Jesus said, I don't have to show anybody anything, especially you. Here's what that quote actually says. It didn't, Satan misquoted it, and he didn't completely quote it. In Psalm 91, verse 9, the Bible says, If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. So he says the first thing you need to do is make the Lord your dwelling. You need to dwell in the presence of the Lord. He says, for he will, then no harm will befall you, no disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you. Satan left this part out, to guard you in all your ways. He's already said in all your ways, acknowledge him, he will direct your path. He'll guard you in all of his ways, and they will lift you up in their hands that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So to the psalmist, a person is protected only when he's following God's purpose and God's plan For his life. So for Jesus to cast himself down from the pinnacle of this temple was to accommodate himself and the people's thinking about whether or not he's God or not, but it wouldn't have been God's will. So Jesus responded to him Listen, the Bible says, don't tempt, don't test the Lord your God. Don't try to prove something here that God is not doing. You don't have to try to show off. You don't have to try to get out there and say, I'm. I'm this and I'm that. Jesus said, I don't have no ego that I need to satisfy. Satan came to him one more time. Verse 8, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you. This tells you that the devil has power. He has control. The Bible says that he's the prince of the air. He's the ruler of this world. In this world system, yes, he can, he can accommodate you in some of the things that you want to get done in this life. He told Jesus, he said, I'll give you all of this if you do what? If you would bow down and you would worship me. God wants worship and Satan wants worship too. And worship means to bow down and give homage to. And Jesus said, get away from me, devil. For it's written. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So Jesus, every time, combated Satan with the word of God. He didn't go by what he thought. He said, I'm going to put the word of God on him. He said, get away from me. He said, the Bible says, the word of God says, it is written, we ought to, if we're going to worship somebody, we need to worship God and worship him only. The Bible says, and then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. Satan was saying this, I can accomplish the will of God for you and you can have the kingdoms of this world right now. If Jesus had accepted that, that would have meant he'd never gone to the cross. He would have never been a sacrificial lamb for God and our redemption. Satan was doing everything he could to keep Jesus from completing the plan of salvation. In his response, he quoted Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy chapter 10, that God should be worshipped alone. Now, Jesus quoted the Old Testament, so he thought it was important for us to know the Scriptures. He thought it was important for him to know the Scriptures, and he was able to quote the Scriptures. You know what I thought about? Thy word have I hid in my heart, so I wouldn't sin against you. You got to have this word not in your mind. You got to have this word in your heart. It's not enough to carry it along with you. When you read it enough and you meditate on it enough, it's in your heart. And when the enemy comes in, the Lord 
by his divine power and his spirit will bring you just the word you need to combat the enemy. Jesus defeated the devil just like you and I are going to have to defeat him with the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. Those are our weapons, the spirit of God and the word of God. The Bible tells us to take the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. <laughs> Y'all like, we don't? If you don't have the spirit of God, then you better be scared. But if you got the spirit of God, and you don't have to be afraid of the devil. The devil don't like to hang around the word of God and the spirit of God in folks. When the Holy Spirit's in the room, the devil don't like that. He's not going to stick around too long when the spirit of God is operating in the place and in the room. Because he knows at any moment he's lying to get beat up. He likes to hang around where there's demonic forces at work and there's an entree and an entry for him to do some work because people are accepting or ignorant or afraid. He'll hang around there. But when the Holy Spirit's moving and the power of God is in the place, he don't like to hang around. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281 281- 441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.